Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. Come on in the room, everybody. Come on in the room. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, your Young Aunties. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and you know we appreciate that. Well, we down here in the South Atlanta base, to be exact, and down here in the South, we say it's rude to walk in the room and not speak and introduce yourself so y'all know we got to do that first. K, kick us off. What's going on, y'all? Happy weekend. Happy Sunday. It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby in, a.k.a. The West Side Wood Nymph, and I'm checking in from the SWATs, as usual. And sitting to your left is one of our favorite aunties. Let them know who you are, ma'am. Uh, this is Aunt Kaylee, a.k.a. Killer Kaylee with no kills, a.k.a. the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag stop gentrifying my name, um, a.k.a. the show me state made me um, and coming to you by way of Vegas. And now, you know, earning my peach wings out here in Georgia. Bow, bow. Right. Bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school. I thought you where we put it on you. Y'all already know. Uh, Auntie Shandy and Auntie Jazzy are out today. They'll be back with us very, very soon, but we're going to hold it down for you guys. We all know what we got to do first. We got to get that good old wing order of the day. Kirby, what you eating on? You know what? I might have said this already recently, but I'm feeling it. I want some extra crispy braised wings, but I'm going to get a six-piece today. Um, I do want some chunky blue cheese from JR Crickets. Also, I'm still mad at JR Crickets in Union City because they don't serve the fresh blue cheese no more, but it's fine. I'm not gonna go to war with y'all as of yet. Obviously, side of celery, some uh carrot sticks as well. Also, a side salad. I don't need no more potatoes. I'm gonna ate so many potatoes, I'm gonna turn into an Idaho spud. Um, and I'm gonna do some water. Um, and then I'm actually gonna do some dessert. I would love. Um, was called some Basque cheesecake, which is like burnt cheesecake. Okay. Um, at the end of my meal today. Mm. Well, all right. Sound good. Some extra crispy braised wings. Always a good choice. Auntie Kaylee, what you having? I'm on the salad tip as well. Um, you know, I'm looking ahead and forward and beyond to the, the summer. And right now, some things need to get in order. So I also <laughs> have <a> salad. <laughs> Make it a Greek salad. I don't need Ooh. all the lettuce. Um, and you know, with some of that nice uh, feta on top, uh, and a half sweet, half unsweet tea. Oh, that actually sounds really good, doesn't it? I'm hungry. <laughs> you say Greek salad, yes, ma'am. It did something deep down in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> they be hitting, they do. It's one of the best salad combinations, like ever. Yeah, all right, well. I think I'm keeping it simple today, guys. I think I just want me a little six-piece piece wing, extra crispy, extra wet, mild, with some chunky blue cheese. Okay, mild. That's it. So we're going to keep it straight to the point today. I think that's where we're going. I think that's it. We're just keeping it straight to the point, simple, no roundabouts, get into it.
I'm here for it. Well, Auntie Jazzy, I'll hold it down for you. Auntie Kirby has our Auntie of the Day. Who we got? So Auntie of the Day is Miss Simone D. Sanders. She's an American political strategist and commentator. Many of you know her for slaying white men on CNN. She served as the National Press Secretary for the Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders during his 2016 presidential campaign. Um, and after she left that, com- then came, uh, that campaign uh, in late June 16, abruptly, she said she was not let go um, and that uh, she was leaving the campaign. Well, that leaving the campaign was her decision. But more importantly, recently... MSNBC has tapped um, her um, for weekend streaming shows. Um, so not only is she getting married um, in the near future, you all will be seeing her on MS- MSNBC on the weekends. Um, and while she spent a good portion of the past two years of her life touting the accomplishments of the Bi- of Biden administration um, coming this spring, so very, very soon, MSNBC will be having her beautiful face on. She's only 32 years old, so she's very young. Um and not only has she worked for President Biden, but also President Kamala Harris um, as recent as the last six months. Um, so we're super excited for you, Simone. Congratulations. We love hearing your voice. Like I said, you many people know her uh, for slaying white people, specifically white men on CNN. So I'm interested to see what type of role they're going to have her playing at MSNBC. So shout out to you, Auntie Simone. Awesome. Well, I did not know about that change. I'm looking forward to seeing that. She does hold her own in her square on CNN. Absolutely. Um, Always has. Very confident, very beautiful woman. Um, So, yeah, this is cool. All right. Good things happening for her. Uh, Kaylee, you got any comments on that? Uh, No, just more power to her. Look forward to, you know, seeing her commentary in the future and her continued uh, checking of these folks that need to be checked on you know, on- <laughs> absolutely. Your toll is twenty seven dollars and thirty seven cents, and we definitely expect a hundred and fifty percent tip. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, it's time to get into that meat and potatoes, which y'all came for the menu for today. We got a good one. I'm gonna go ahead and with a little bit of Atlanta news, you guys. Y'all know drugs since the '80s has been a huge thing in our community, right? Oh, child, look at her. Oh, my gosh. But one thing that we've heard about a lot has been meth, methamphetamines, right? Uh Uh-uh. Well, something interesting that I found out about Atlanta is that we know that Atlanta is a hub for trafficking, Mm -hmm. but Atlanta is actually now a hub for meth. What? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Um, It is a hub for meth and partially due to the same reason it is a hub for trafficking, we got that international airport. So people are able to smuggle things in and out from all over, right? But what I found out as well is that although meth is like running rampant, it is a lot more dangerous because the meth that people are using now is not the same meth that they were using, you know, years and years and years ago. Oh, so they don't switch up the recipe. They it's not KFC, up. 11 herbs and spices no more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they switched yeah. up the recipe. So the meth that they used to take was made with something called ephedrine. But mm-hmm. a law in 2006 got passed cracking down on the sale of ephedrine. So because they could no longer get their hands on ephedrine like that, meth started being made with common chemicals. Oh Lord. Uh-uh. They sub they just had to substitute it out. So they have something called P2P, 
um, which is short for phenyl to propanone. Um, and they say that has a totally different reaction to the brain and the body. So for example, with the old myth, your heart would raise and your energy would suddenly get a boost and that would tell users, okay, I need to slow down when they felt those side effects. The new myth don't have none of those signs. You just keep it. So people are just taking it and taking it and taking it until they overdose and die. Wow. Um, or it's causing that rapid physical decline. Y'all know y'all see the physical signs of meth users, right? Absolutely. Girl, so, don't get me started. Right. So you see that so much quicker with the new meth because there's nothing like telling them to stop. Um, also, that P2P meth is a lot cheaper. So they sell it for a lot cheaper, which is what? Good for them to make money, but bad because people are buying a whole lot more. How you make stepped on meth? Meth is already a stepped on product. I don't. And, and they they because of that uh, new bill that got passed, oh. cracking down on the sale of what they needed, they cut it even more. Um. So the the cartels are using Atlanta as a hub, Mexican cartels specifically, and they're making millions and millions, let's say hundreds of millions actually, dollars off of specifically the P2P meth. So they have these things set up called super laboratories. I ain't never know that was some, such a thing. Super laboratories to produce um, multiple 100,000 ton quantities of this P2P meth. They found all kinds of crazy ways y'all to smuggle it in. They bring it in as a liquid. They even had an example of them bringing it in made as common toys. Like they had these Mickey Mouse figurines, wax figurines, which they was made completely out of methamphetamine, even had them painted up to look exactly like the regular Mickey Mouses. And that's no. how they got them in. The Mickey Mouse meth club, child. What is happening? Exactly. So this has been like a huge issue. This is taking over Atlanta. I don't really know what else to say. I did want to give y'all like a quick little thing on how to uh, spot a meth lab. No. No, because I'm not driving around and let them look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's crazy. Like, because it'll be in places you wouldn't know. Um, oh, technical difficulty. Kaylee says she can't hear it. Okay. Um, I guess we'll we'll try to work that out. Guys, hold on. We got to look out for the auntie real quick. Um, we're going to ask mm -hmm. her to log out and back in. It looks like she went ahead and logged out. It probably oh. it probably was a mobile meth lab running by running past her house. You know what? They probably you right. They ain't like me talking about them. They was like, uh, nope, not today, Auntie. You not I gonna just, be on here telling all our secrets. While we're waiting on Auntie Kaylee, like I just don't understand. Y'all. Yeah. We know what meth does. Yes. Now you got super meth, super duper meth, soldier boy meth. Like I don't mm -hmm. <laughs> I you. know. <laughs> Not only are they gonna watch you, you they gonna watch you, you off the cliff real quick. Like, okay, yeah. you know what? Let me try to let me try to make some positive. There's no way to make nothing positive of this. Only thing I can say is, okay, yay for innovation. They took one particular ingredient away, and y'all figured out. 
<laughs> Y'all I figured mean, out a way where there was no way. <laughs> I guess Auntie Kaylee might check. You hear us? Oh, yes, I can hear you. I'm back. All right, good. good oh good, my good. gosh, this is. Uh, go ahead, Auntie Kirby. This is just this is just utter foolishness. We already, like I said, we already know what meth does to you. We yes. already know how it treats your mouth, how it treats your face. Like, why do you want to look like a zombie? I don't understand why in 2022 anybody would still want to be using meth. I'll give you a pass, even on some of the other hardest of drugs, but meth, meth is literally at the bottom of the totem pole. There are so many other drugs that you ran past that wouldn't kill you <laughs> wouldn't make you look like a zombie um and you just said nope i want that one right there dig some holes in my face mess my breath up permanently i just and then in atlanta of all places like that's not atlanta i don't like that i don't like it at all like y'all please find something else to do go to therapy like y'all paint mickey mouse figurines as meth this like it's just it's too surreal it's too much i can't yeah, Auntie Kaylee, what you think? Atlanta's becoming a hub. I say, get thee away from me, Satan. Um, okay. I do not know what the draw or appeal is in methamphetamine. Um, you know, as Auntie Kirby has stated, the effects, I mean, we have all seen it. Um, and it's scary. Um, you know, I was just reading a story about this woman in Wisconsin who I guess was on a meth bender with her boyfriend or friend whatever anyways long story short she ended up dismembering this person putting a bucket so um you know any drug that would make me or anyone do that i just don't i do not understand the appeal um i'm a proponent personally of decriminalizing all drugs um and 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 fighting the use of drugs and all of that with treatment as opposed to punishment um, and just putting resources into that because it is a mental health issue. Um, and so, I mean, the, the more you criminalize it, um, it doesn't matter. Um, people will always find a way. Um, roaches are going to be here long after we're dead and gone. Like, it's just, that's the nature of it. So, um, yeah, what we're doing, this war on drugs is not helping. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that so that lady who did what you just, like, decapitated her boyfriend, she said whoa never, oh yeah she had sex with him after she killed him um <laughs> she said and i quote have you ever loved something so much that you just wanted to kill it no I said, oh, no that's drugs. that's some drugs that's some drugs but i want to give out a few telltale signs to tell a meth house because these these labs and houses can be like regular neighborhoods um, they're not like the little always the sketchy, you know, trailer out in the middle of nowhere. Like it can be in a neighborhood and they can be running meth out there. So these are signs you can look for. Now, people, don't be no vigilante out here um, thinking you cracking down on meth houses. These are just some signs. If you see all of these signs, that might be cause for some concern. But one or two of these doesn't necessarily mean that. But here we go. Covered windows. Um, meth, uh, people, they like black out the windows. So if you see them like spray painted black windows or the windows are always covered in black, um, that might be a sign because they don't want anybody to see inside. Weird ventilation. What I mean by that is you'll see like all the windows of the house opening on like the coldest day of winter. 
like it's really cold outside why y'all got all these windows open it's because they gotta you know keep the ventilation going also you might see like a, a, an enormous amount of fans or blowers and other weird ventilation tactics like why they go inside the house blowing out the window you know they're trying to ventilate it out of there so that's a mm-hmm. crazy like they got cameras everywhere like why does the house got cameras everywhere they got all these keep out signs they got guard dogs and beware of dog signs everywhere video cameras everywhere or even like baby monitors and stuff outside because they want to like hear everything it's, it's that's a telltale sign why what if yep. you're in the security in the area what's going on um dead vegetation so if like you know how you like go out and dump stuff in your yard and it creates like a dead ring so if you just see a bunch of like dead stuff around it rings where you can tell somebody's dumping toxic chemicals or substances around it might be a sign trash whether it's a lot of trash like excessive and unusual trash you can kind of tell so if it's like a, always a bunch of packing from like medical stuff like cold tablets that's kind of a you know telltale sign a bunch of lithium batteries that have been torn apart coffee what? filters with colored stains and a powdery residue um a bunch of empty containers um often with like puncture holes in them stuff like antifreeze um and things like that alcohol acetone paint thinner things along those lines those kind of chemicals um and plastic bottles with holes near the top with tubes coming out rubber uh hoses duct tape shit this just don't look like it would be in a regular house on a regular basis that's kind of like telltale signs you guys can tell also sometimes they use lights on the front porch as signals so colored lights of like red or yellow green things like that um, but yeah, oh, they got the they got the Krispy Kreme hot and ready. Right, they put the hot light on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let you know they we got some quick. hot, wonderful, hot, yeah. crispy <laughs> mess for you tonight. That fresh batch, fresh batch. Exactly. <laughs> we just ran these over the con- conveyor. The icing is nice and fresh. <laughs> I promise y'all gonna start looking at houses different when you be riding through the neighborhood, like. Why they got all the windows open? It's cold outside. You're going to be like, mm. So what Could are they doing with the inside the batteries? I mean, are they putting that inside the mess? Girl, I heard antifreeze as well. I'm very confused. Yeah, so all of this goes into Oh, see. Oh, no, ma'am. Oh, I don't need yeah. a battery pack. I don't need a... <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, and one other thing I want to tell y'all, the odor, I, I mentioned that to y'all before, so it smells like rotten like cat urine, um ammonia, ah. like that smell so if you're riding by the windows are open you got all these cameras outside right on the porch and it smells like rotten eggs or ammonia or cat urine might be having a meth lab you might be having a meth lab you look at the trash and you see all that stuff i want to call somebody to come check it out just saying uh, that's uh, it, this you know. is that's that's what we're dealing with in Atlanta right now, you guys. So you know, it does sound know. like a CDC trap house. Yeah, I don't know how we <laughs> feel about this, y'all. I don't know how we feel. I don't like it. Meth scares me. A lot yeah. of drugs scare me, but meth in particular. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of beast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it turns um, people into beasts. Mm-hmm. Look, you ever love something so much you had to kill it? No, nah, yeah. that's fine. 
Um, something we trying to Wait, hold on. Have you ever loved someone something so much that you had to kill it and then have sex with it? And then have sex Cause with I, it. Because she raised the level on it. Like I didn't And then put it. his head in a bucket and leave it on the step for his mama to find because she said it was too she was too tired. It was too heavy for her to carry. Yeah. All right. I, I don't want to ever know that kind of love or addiction. Or woman, not. woman, thou art loosed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we got a little good news um, on the docket today. The anti-lynching bill um, seems like it passed. Kaylee, tell us about that. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm reading the article here. It says Congress close to finally passing anti-lynching legislation after decades of pleas from advocates and centuries of racial terror in the American South and Southwest. Um, the House last week passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act of 2022, a bill to lynching as a federal hate crime. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is co-sponsoring a Senate version after holding up a previous anti-lynching proposal. Um, obviously, this bill is named after the 14-year-old uh, Emmett Till, who was brutally murdered, uh, tortured and murdered in 1955 in Mississippi. Um, and so... You know, uh, from this, obviously, it says that the, I'm sorry, what did I just read? <laughs> the House passed it. And so uh, we're still waiting on the Senate. Um, when I heard about this article or uh, legislation, I mean, I, I just thought of the, the Robin Williams Jumanji meme. Like, what year is it? Uh-huh. Like, am I supposed to be thankful? Am I supposed to be happy? Because I'm not. Um, it's 2022. Emmett Till was murdered in 1955. The peak of of lynchings happened, you know, post, you know, Reconstructionism and and Jim Crow. And we're in 2022. So I hope the bill passes, obviously. Um, It should have been law uh, decades and decades ago. And I hope when it passes, if it passes, that they take that paperwork and slap Mitch McConnell upside his head with it. <laughs> then I might have some appreciation and enjoyment out of this, but that is the only way. Or I want somebody to staple to the bottom of their shoe and shove it up somebody's ass. Like, that's this is just <laughs> ridiculous. And I know y'all touched on um, last week what's going on the situation in Ukraine and uh, the issue that blacks are having with getting out of the country and and difficulties. Um, I was reading. Uh, meanwhile, I guess while I'm flash forward in reality, because all of this to me is just grand gestures that I don't really need at this point. Um, meanwhile, the prime minister of Bulgaria on the refugees is out here talking spicy. Um, these are not the refugees we are used to. These people are Europeans. These people are intelligent. They are educated people. This is not the refugee wave we have been used to. People we are not sure about their identity. People with unclear past who could have been terrorists. In other words, he added, there is not a single European country now which is afraid of the current wave of refugees. So, you know, when we're, the reality of the situation is that we're living in a world where we are viewed still like this. Um, you know, I, I don't need, I, I don't need just the symbolic passing of legislation. It's great. Sure. Um, but you're not going to get a thank you or a yippee skippy out of me. So those are my thoughts. Kirby. Listen, um, it's Auntie Kaylee's point. It's just a little too late, a little too long. Ooh. Like y'all please it's just now becoming potentially a hate crime it hasn't passed all the way uh through the house yet 
Like, what is it going to take? Like, I don't want to, like, wish the demise of all the 40 million black people in this country, but are all of us just going to have to collectively drop dead for y'all to say, oh, we probably shouldn't have been so disrespectful to y'all. We probably shouldn't have put you through all of that uh, 400 years of foolishness. We probably should have been nicer. We probably should have been kinder. Like, what is it going to take? Now, obviously, I understand there's no way to convince the collective of white people and people who have white patriarchal, uh, white supremacist ideology. We're not going to convince all of them that black people deserve to be alive because obviously they think that we should all be dead and that we're vermin and that we're monsters. But if we're going to be here before you leave, I'm going to need y'all to put some respect on all of our names. The fact that this is just now becoming potential law like, to me, it just screams, like, somebody needs to get elected soon, and they need to be able to say, well, I signed this into law so Black people should vote for me. I'm just, I'm over it. And, and to Auntie Taylor's point, like, the symbolic signing of stuff, like, what happened when that man was drugged behind a truck in Texas in the late 90s? Like, we should have had it then. What happened when Emmett Till's situation happened? We should have had it then. Like, again, it's just a little too late. And, and I'm, I'm, at this point in the history of this country, like, that's the very least that you can do. I'm going to still need y'all to cough up some reparations, but that's neither here nor there. Wow. Well, I think you ladies hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, it is um, when, when, when Kaylee points out the, the years that have passed um, and Kirby saying we should have had it then. It is crazy that we're here in 2022 still wondering if you're going to pass this bill and, and sign it into law. Um, well, you mentioned uh, Russia, Ukraine and how this all ties in uh, with how black people are treated around the globe. So let's get into that. Let's, let's go ahead and tie it in. Uh, Kirby, we've seen Russia and Ukraine um, pulling black people off the trains, knocking them back, not letting them out. Let's get into it. What you got? Reuters, Abraham Achuga reported African students say they face guns, hostile guards as they fled Ukraine. Uh, and this is out of Abuja, which is one of the uh, political capitals of Nigeria. Nigerian medical student Aduola Adebuale said that he and some friends were trying to get on a train to flee Ukraine when the soldiers pointed guns at them and ordered them back. The Ukrainian troops told him they were only letting pregnant women on the service from the city of Lviv to the Polish border, but he saw, said he saw them stop some pregnant African women from getting on board. Quote, when we asked why they were doing this, the soldiers pointed guns at us, endangering our lives, he told Reuters days later after he finally managed to complete his journey and landed at Nigeria's Abuja airport on Friday. Scores of foreign students have echoed his complaints in social media posts saying they were treated badly as they queued up uh, with crowds trying to escape Russia's invasion. Rogers could not independently verify the accounts of Asian and African students being pulled out of trains, held up at borders, and pushed to the back of long lines. Ukraine's National Police and State Border Service did not immediately respond to requests for comment on reports that Reuters had received from refugees. But the African Union said this week it was disturbed by what it had heard, and the UN Refugee Agency said it had urged authorities in countries neighboring Ukraine to open their borders to African citizens. Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba said on Wednesday authorities had sent up a hotline for had set up a Hotline for African and Asian students looking for help in getting out. Quote, we are working intensively to ensure their safety and speed up their passage. Adebwale uh, did finally manage to get away after waiting for hours for a train and leave, then getting permission to travel to Romania. He was among 415 Nigerian students who flew to, uh, into Abuja on a Nigerian government chartered flight from Bucharest. The government has also sent planes to collect Nigerians from Poland and Hungary. 
One student still waiting in Warsaw told Reuters via Zoom he and two fellow Nigerians were pulled off of a train they had boarded in Ukraine's capital, Kiev. Uh, quote, we were already in our cabin and they called police on us. The police came and dragged us out. Police said that this is specifically for Ukrainians. Alexander Ora, a 25-year-old management student, said Reuters also could not independently confirm his account. Ora said he and his friends were eventually allowed to board a train in Medica on the border with Poland, but then met guards who told them that Africans, South Asians, and Arabs had to use a different crossing to Romania. And I'll stop there. Um, you know, I understand that Reuters may not have been able to independently verify these things, but social media has been ablaze and has actually literally shown people being physically removed from trains, guns being pointed at folks for no reason. And, you know, to Auntie Kaylee's point earlier, we still globally, not just Black Americans, but globally, uh, are being mistreated. The entire diaspora is being mistreated. And these are students. And I think about it this way. You allow people to come and bring their intellectual labor into your country. And then when mm -hmm. something breaks out, you don't find it economically, morally, ethically prudent to get them out first. The fact that they aren't Ukrainians is a reason to make sure that they get on trains and planes first because they are not your citizens. And because they are not your citizens, the likelihood that you will take care of them and ensure they get to get to their families quickly and safely is probably lower in the first place. So, you know, that doesn't give me any, you know, ideas around. Yeah, sure. When I decide to study abroad, I'm going to study in Ukraine. So if that is the type of way that you're going to be treating your students and potential refugees, I can only imagine how you treat your your actual citizens. Like I'm very, very disgusted at this, but I'm also not surprised. Uh, Europeans, of course, have a very tattered history uh, with imperialism and specifically imperialistic racism. Um, and even before the pandemic, um, it was still a big conversation about um African uh, refugees and African immigrants across Europe, whether it's in Greece um, or even in the U uh, in the UK, uh, being discriminated against, um, or there being hatred for African immigrants, or pe uh, people assuming that Black women were prostitutes, until you know, especially if you were an uh, American one, until you opened your mouth, you know, oh, you're not one of those. Like there have been accounts of people saying, oh, you're not African, or you're not one of those. You're not an immigrant. You're an American Black person, so it's not a big deal. So yeah, racism is still, you know, she's still out here collecting rent. Um, for the people globally and um, it's very unfortunate and that's part of the reason why no disrespect to the Ukrainian, Ukrainian people because I feel for them as far as being attacked by Russia but y'all are also you know white people with fried bread um, so I, respectfully the fact that you all can't treat people who are not of your country and who have brought their intellectual labor proper properly um, I'm just going to have to say good luck, Godspeed, and um, Joe Biden, stop using my tax money to fight this people's war. Kaylee, uh, what's your thoughts? Is this, have you seen the videos on social media? Think this is nationalism or is it racism? Um, I have seen the videos and it's absolutely racism. Um, and I'm sorry, it, it, whenever I see the Black people discriminated against or being treated in a way that's different from or treated as an other in any situation I'm always going to assume it's racism is tied to it in one way or another until I am disproven or shown otherwise uh because nine times out of ten actually nine point nine 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 come uh, on it is in some way connected, connected. Um, um and so you know I, 
I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm gonna need media outlets to do the same. Um, I am not, I in no way and support, you know, Russians invasion of the Ukraine. I do not want them to go war. I'm tired of grocery prices and gas prices going, you know, going up. Sorry, that was insensitive. I also don't want people to die. <laughs> Sorry, that's number one. Sorry, but it does have a global effect. Um, however, um, they can still be criticized for their treatment of their the black people that are in their nation. So, you know, we can do both. We can have sympathy for them, but also call them out for what they're doing and how they're treating people. I just saw a video of a Congolese man. Um, not only are they not letting them out, he said that they're being approached with guns, like from the Ukraine government, asking them to fight on their behalf. And he was like, man, hell you. no. He was like, uh, no. He was like, I'm black. They're gonna assume I'm with NATO. Why? So we can get killed first? Absolutely not. Right. I mean, he giggled. He was like, <laughs> Ukraine. Like, <laughs> like you silly goose. Why would I do that? So, nah. It's, it's definitely yeah. racism. Which is a funny point you make. I heard an argument from someone saying that this is not it's nationalism. It's we want to get the Ukrainian people out first, to which my response was, well, how do you look at someone and know that they're Ukrainian? Mm -hmm. Being that I could have been born in this country and raised in this country, mm -hmm. but you assume that because I'm black, that that could not be so. So it's, it's not about that. You know, if that was the case, y'all would be checking identification. Thank you. You know, you wouldn't just be going by that. And that whole bull about women and children and pregnant women, when we see the women with babies in their arm being ripped off and thrown around, um, so that's obviously not the case. Uh, we see them being pushed back and being told no, wait, and then them letting white people in. Um, so that that argument is null and void to me. Um, so I just want to point that out to anybody who's arguing that it's nationalism tell me how that works that's like me saying americans first and only letting caucasian people in well how am i only letting caucasian people in when american people can be anything if i say africans only does that mean black people only there are a lot of african citizens that are white and and other so that, mm -hmm. that 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 was a little odd to me. That was very odd to me because we know it is like Kaylee said. We know exactly what it is. Is y'all keeping the black people? You know, we're hated around the world, but but when you want us, you expect us to jump and help. You, I can't say, but you can put a gun in my hand to help you, knowing that That's I'm a big target. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like you know a war. Come fight for this country that that saves you. It's ridiculous, but this is where we are. So again, we're gonna keep following this Russia Ukraine situation. Social media makes these things so much so different now um, than past years in news because you have people on the ground sharing what exactly is. Um, so mm -hmm. propaganda is a lot harder to achieve because of that. All right, well, we're going to move on um, to some uh, DeSantis. We're going to hear his name until the next presentation is over, I'm assuming. Oh, so, God, help us. Um, but he recently had controversy about him scolding some kids. 
Let us know about that. OTT, you know, if Republicans don't know how to do nothing else, they sure know how to dig a hole. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis up, uh, basically uh, chastised his students for wearing masks, calling it, quote, COVID theater. Uh, he admonished a group of high school students went uh, last Wednesday for wearing face masks around him, calling it COVID theater and telling them to remove the face coverings despite the event being held in a part of Florida where the CDC and, uh, and all of them still recommend indoor masking. In a video captured by WFLA News, DeSantis can be seen walking toward a lectern of the University of South Florida, where the governor was slated to announce new cybersecurity education funding. Behind the lectern stood a row of several students wearing face masks. Quote, you do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off, DeSantis says in the video, which prompts some laughter. Honestly, it's not doing anything. He continues pointing his finger at the students. We've got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine. But this is ridiculous. He then <laughs> turns to the lector and lets out an audible huff, shakes his head and begins speaking. All right. Well, it's good to be a USF. <laughs> the CDC last week released new guidance that eased recommendations on mask wearing for people in parts of the United States with low coronavirus transmission rates. However, according to CDC data, Hillsborough Hillsborough County in Florida, where DeSantis held his event Wednesday, remains an area with high levels of coronavirus in the community and where masks are recommended indoors. In addition, the CDC recommends masking for all for people who may need to take additional precautions for themselves or for their family members if they are not up to date with their coronavirus vaccinations, including to under five years old who are not eligible for vaccines yet or if they have underlying medical conditions or are immunocompromised. A CDC study has shown that wearing any kind of mask indoors offers significant protection against the coronavirus. Representatives for the governor's office did not immediately respond Wednesday to a request for comment or questions about whether it was appropriate for DeSantis to scold the teens for mask wearing. On social media, of course, DeSantis spokeswoman uh, Christina Pushaw was unapologetic about the encounter. Quote, I mean, someone had to say it after two years of propaganda that terrified and manipulated young people. Breathe free, feel safe, and be happy. Uh, Hillsborough County Public Schools confirmed that the stu students standing behind DeSantis were from the district's middle and high school. Quote, as always, our students should be valued and celebrated. It is a student and parent's choice to protect their health in a way they feel most appropriate. We are proud of the manner in which our students represented themselves in our school district. Kevin Brown Sr., the father of one of the Middleton students, told WFLA News that DeSantis should, quote, stop bullying kids. His son said he Amen. kept his mask on anyway. Quote, it's fine if you don't want to wear a mask, but encourage others to do what they feel is safe and leave it at that. Don Marshall, the mother of another Middleton student was who was behind uh, DeSantis, told WFLA that she was very upset watching the exchange and seeing how the governor spoke to the students. Quote, I'm responsible for my son, and I told him to wear that mask. Mm -hmm. It's just shocking that the government told these kids, take off your mask. He pretty much said, take off your mask, it's stupid, and take off your mask. Your parents don't matter. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the coronavirus uh, has killed nearly one million people in the United States. DeSantis has consistently resisted or outright opposed mitigation measures in Florida, such as masking, lockdowns, and testing after calling the steps an assault on individual freedoms. Last year, amid a surge of the Delta variant of the coronavirus, DeSantis issued an executive order prohibiting schools from enacting mask mandates, threatening to withhold funding if they do so. And in January, amid a surge of the Omicron variant, DeSantis compared testing asymptomatic people to lockdown by stealth. He has refused to disclose whether he received a booster shot, prompting even former President Donald Trump, <laughs> whose base comprises much of the anti-vaccination contingent, to mock DeSantis as gutless. Last month, DeSantis put out new statewide guidance advising against wearing facial coverings in a community setting and limiting isolation from Floridians who have tested positive for coronavirus to five days. 
y'all. <laughs> Auntie Nicole, where they say all the craziest people from? All of Florida and the Bronx. The Bronx and all of Florida. <laughs> we sorry. We sorry, TT Shandy. Um, we don't mean uh to 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 drag your state through the mud. But hey, Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, you you got to come to the front of the congregation. You done missed your tithes. You missed your offering. You ain't been in communion in a long time, <laughs> and you in the basement uh pissing on the Bibles. You gonna have to relax. <laughs> Yes, sir. You got to relax. We're gonna have to send him down to baby Bible Bible study because we you got to start back from the beginning. We need to (laughs) like dog. You what you're not gonna do is tell my child the one that you are not the (laughs) not the guardian, not the parent of what they gonna do. Mm -hmm. And they say in my house where I pay the mortgage and or rent, where I pay their bills for their clothes. What you're not gonna do is tell none of my children, especially not no minor children. Right, you're not gonna tell them Nathaniel, okay? I don't care if they was on. I like. I don't care if they was on a field trip. I don't care if they was at the governor's office or the governor's mansion. What you're not gonna do Mm -hmm. is tell my child to do a damn thing, okay? (laughs) And if you got a problem with it, if you got a problem with it, you can run call me, one of your taxpayers that pays your effing salary, like. If I was one of them parents, I would have called DeSantis' office and be like, listen, tell that Negro to put his boxing gloves on. He's not a Negro. I don't care. You heard what I said. Listen. Tell him to put his boxing gloves on and tell him to meet me in my front yard and tell him I don't want no hard feelings after I whoop his ass. <laughs> whoop his what now? His ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what you think? Did you agree? Was he wrong? Or was he just, I don't know, passionate about what he believes? Man, you already know my opinion. Uh, it's a, a dipshit. Um, and anybody who believes in that and, and supports that belief, um, they can catch the smoke and get the strap, whatever, all that stuff. Like, I'm so tired of Republicans um, and all these anti-maskers, vaxxers, and all of this trying to force themselves, their illness, their hot breath on me <laughs> and other people. Ooh, if you want to catch coronavirus, if you Ooh. like breathing in out of somebody's mouth and breathing into other people's mouth, and if you want to be nasty like that, that is your decision. Have at it. Leave me alone. Leave me and my mask alone. And this is why I am all for working from home. And, and okay. Because y'all were nasty before the virus. True. And this is just opened up a whole new world where I'm like, oh my gosh, I was already a germaphobe. Now I'm like times 10. Like, I'm just looking at everything with brand new eyes. But, you know, mask is theater. Really? You know what's theater? Their allegation is a voter fraud. And all that, the, 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 the great steal of the election. Call them out. The gate. Ivermectin as medicine. That's theater. You know what's not theater? As Auntie Kirby said, the million of people who have died. My family members who I personally lost over the mm-hmm. pandemic, the funerals I've attended, there was nothing theatrical about that. That mm-hmm. was very, very real. And okay. so how dare you try to regulate or tell me what you, whether I should be washing my hands or wearing a mask or not want to be around you because you don't care about your own health. Talk and about you don't care about mine. You didn't care about mine before that. So, nah, he can miss me with all of that. All of that. Yeah, the funniest part to me was the kids laughing at him. <laughs> like, you, you went up there like a bully, because that's what you try to do. You try, you think, 
y'all on this, this Donald Trump shit think you want to be a bully so bad. Like y'all want y'all want to be bull Connor in, in, in civil rights so bad. Y'all want to bull, bully somebody. Um, and you came up there pointing your finger at them kids talking talking about this mess, and these children laughed at you. <laughs> they see how ridiculous you are. Right. Like, the, the, we not taking our mask off. The fuck <laughs> you saying? <laughs> you thought because we was mostly white children that we was gonna be on your side. Oh, okay. No, you forgot we zennials, nigga. Like we don't fall for that shit. <laughs> zennials don't give a fuck. <laughs> like y'all thought millennials was trouble. These zennials, oh, they gonna have y'all running for the hills. Absolutely. I'm gonna just let you know these zennials, like they don't give a fuck, and they they're don't they put their parents on blast on TikTok. Exactly. Like, Mom, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's problematic. I'm gonna date DeAndre, and there's nothing you can do about it. Get me off that camera, Catherine. <laughs> We're in love. No, you're not. You're not in love with a nigger. <laughs> you're such a racist prick, mom. I am not ra- I don't have a racist bone in my body. You're a racist, mom, and you, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Cut that goddamn camera off. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that racist bullshit, Karen. Stop saying the R word. <laughs> racist, racist, racist. Oh my God, you're grounded. You can't ground me. You don't even own this ground. This ground was stolen from the natives of this country. Oh, Jesus Christ. I told you not to send her to that godforsaken private school. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the theater type of theater I can get behind. That, that, right. That's right. theater. Right. This ain't this. <laughs> that, that's, that's the real theater. But no, I, that to me was the funniest part is that they just kind of giggled like, you can do this speech. We didn't even want to be here. <laughs> like... It ain't even wet over here. It ain't even wet over here. Like, do your speech so we can go and sit down. But you better be glad they ain't had mamas like a lot of us had. As soon as you did that stupid shit and led with that, they would be like, ah, ah, come here. That one, you come on. We out of here. We leave. Get off the stage. Come on. And they would have politely filed out of of there. Because you done started with that. Like, that's not your place. And all jokes aside, that is not your place. You don't know what any of those children's health status was. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their their uh, their pre existing conditions, high risk. Um, you, you don't know if any of them have been exposed to anybody with COVID, and the person next to them could get killed from it. Like that that was not your place to say that, and that is so disrespectful and so irresponsible. And I'm glad that he getting called out. Listen, this, this isn't who I want to be my president. My president, Period. a fool. I just can't. I, I wouldn't trust Ron DeSantis to go pick my tampons or pads up <laughs> from the drugstore, let alone to run the country. Not right. He's going to come back with some Q-tips. He gonna right, you know what I'm saying? I was is about to say, it? he probably don't even know what that is. He probably going, is this it? Is this, no. No. Like, so, no, I would not trust him to run anything, but I don't know. I think everybody is 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 understanding. I'm glad that parents called him out um, about that because it, that was not your place to do that. And um, I want y'all kids to just keep laughing at his stupid ass. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, speaking of kids, y'all, it's a tragic story I have to share with you guys. Uh, we've seen these stories happening uh, lately with young people and shootings. 
in and around the city, Atlanta and Metro Atlanta area. Um, I know recently we talked about a, a 16 year old that uh, shot uh, a, a guard, a security guard, right, at a, a car dealership at Stonecrest, right there near the mall. Oh, wow. Mm. We have a 14 year old boy suspected of um, shooting and killing a bystander. Imagine being at a gas station, you guys pumping your gas. Maybe you have your family or friend with you in the car um, and you see some shit popping off. We've all been there, right? You kind of see something when you're out and about. You're like, let me get out of here. Yeah. You're driving away. The two groups start shooting at each other. A stray bullet, you guys, hit 28-year-old man, John Battle, in his car with his girlfriend and his young daughter when they got caught in the crossfire as they were leaving the gas station. Um, in Latonia, it was um, off Covington Highway and Wellborn Road. It was a shell gas station, if y'all are familiar with that one. Um, and it was 6 p.m. It wasn't even late. He got caught in the crossfire. A bullet entered in his car, shot and killed him. Caused him to crash the car into the wood line near the gas station. Luckily, his daughter and girlfriend were not seriously injured um, in that accident that transpired, but this is just like tragic. Um, again, 14-year-old suspect um, in this. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about these these teenagers, guns, murders? What do we need to do? Put them all in Atlantic Station, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just let, like give them some water guns and some paint guns so they can get their frustrations out. But seriously, this is really, really sad. And, you know, of course, we also reported on them kids doing crimes on scooters now. Like, they're ridden the Lime scooters and the little Uber scooters and running around with guns in their backpack, robbing folks and uh, breaking into cars and stuff. You know, it's a couple things going on. These situations are always layered. Number one, the parents. If they underage, and I, and I, and I don't, you know, work in the judicial system, but I imagine... Um, there are certain ways that parents are being held accountable for their children's behavior. I don't know if making stronger potential consequences for your children's behavior could potentially help. I don't know. But that's one thing that I can think of. Another thing is, you know, growing up in Atlanta, we had camp best friends and the YMCAs and stuff. Do we need to have more programming, more offerings, more opportunities somewhere for these people to be so they won't be out here robbing, killing students, uh, shooting, stabbing and everything? And also more community involvement, you know, adults of the community, like yoking these kids up, like when they see something going on, like you're doing too much, you're being sketchy. I see you hanging out with these particular people. Like there's so many different ways that this needs to be attacked. And it's like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, my heart goes out to that family. Um, somebody lost a, a partner. Somebody lost a father. Um, mm. Somebody lost a son. And it was needless and careless and reckless. And I just, you know, as a person who was a victim of a carjacking, carjacking in 2017, they ended up putting a boy in jail. But honestly, it's like, I really wish we had some way to add rehabilitation to our judicial system because a lot of times we just throw people in jail and they get further traumatized and they come back out and do the same crimes or worse. So it's just, it's so many different layers to this. And and while, you know, the, the, the SWAT in me is like, slap shit out that Negro. Um, the, the person who understands like the human conditions, like how do we get people 
set up so they don't end up doing this type of stuff in the first place. It's just, it's really sad. Well, Haley? Yeah, um, definitely share the same sentiments. Um, rest in peace to Mr. Battle. Um, my condolences go out to his family. Uh, and it's just, it's it's tragic. Like, what are you doing 14 years old with a gun? That's terrifying. Like, I'm yeah. uncomfortable with guns and I am a 36 woman. Um, so for a 14 year old to be rolling around here with, with weapons like that, um, that's terrifying. I'm sure the gang of 14 year olds who got into this back and forth, uh, altercation, uh, to me, adults who hang out with young kids, what's wrong with you? Okay. Um, keep your criminal activity with the 21 and up and, and all, why are you taking 14 year olds with you? Why? Um, but you know, that's why like learning about yourself, learning about history, all of that stuff is so important and crucial because I see a generation of young, specifically black males, but it does affect black women, young black women as well, who don't value themselves. They don't have pride in themselves. They don't see better for themselves. Like this is it. This is it. I just live my life and screw you, screw me. Who cares? Who cares? Um, and that's terrifying. It's a terrifying mindset. Um, so I just, I think it's sad. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, like Kirby said, it's it's uh, definitely multifaceted. There's so many layers. Um, but I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're going to throw your life away, can we take out somebody like a DeSantis? I'm just saying, uh -huh. like, go on and go to prison for the rest of your life. Like, why? Why does it have to be John Battle? Like, people like Mitch McConnell are still walking around. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pretty sure about the demon who could, right? I mean, still chilling and tweeting. Well, actually, I don't think I think he's still uh suspended. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, if, if you want to go out like that, like, make it count. That's my suggestion. Make it count. Well, um, I will say that something that I have observed, um, and see, and I hear that a lot of people feel is a problem, especially with these young people when they do get, you know, sent a way to get like treatment and get help, you know, they quote unquote help that everyone talks about. Um, they may be successful in it and do well, but when they get released, they get returned back to the same household, same environment that they were taken from. And people there in their home, in their community, they haven't had any treatment. They haven't changed. They haven't, you know, had anything to change their will. And so what happens when that child gets engulfed back in that same environment, he's going to do what he needs to do to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of reverts back to the same thing. So I think when um, Auntie Jazzy talks about addressing the underlying conditions, that's what she's talking about. Um, because if we're going to keep doing that, we're going to get keep, keep getting more of the same results. Uh, we got to start addressing these underlying issues. Why are these things? Why why did your parents teach you this or not teach you anything differently? Why is your community like this? Why do you think this is okay? Uh, like you said, why are grown people hanging out with 14-year-olds? Why like we got to start asking these hard questions and really answering them and, and addressing them and getting to the root of the issues so we can start treating it. Because all these topical solutions ain't working. We're going to have to cut it out. I mean, people forget, but I mean, black trauma is just so mm -hmm. enmeshed into DNA at this point. 
Mm-hmm. And just because we had a black president and just because, you know, black women are the most educated, highly educated class of people in this country, we have so far to come, so far to come. And there are so mm-hmm. many touched by trauma and devastation and tragedy and hardship and all of this. And it's just been layered and compounded. It's like, yeah, maybe his mama is too because she has to work three jobs or you know her mom died at 14 and she had to go into foster care and she never had anybody i mean it's just so many different situations um that that we are victims of you know um, of this society and so people want to say well who cares about racism or get over it that's the past no the implications and the effects and aftermath of what has happened and transpired mm-hmm. over hundreds of years in this country impacts and affects us today. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Literally. So we can't not make it about race. It is. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you scratch that surface, there it is. Yep. That's like shit. Most of the time you don't even have to scratch the surface. It's right there at the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, people just willfully not seeing it. Um, speaking of willfully not seeing shit, um, Serena Williams, Ooh, child. Who, according to many, is one of the greatest af- athletes, if not the greatest of all time. Um, I remember LeBron had her as his number one greatest athlete, which was amazing. Many people, they're number one. So, you know, that just shows you what a top athlete values and sees in another top athlete. Um, but there was recently some controversy with a magazine, some possible disrespect there. Kaylee, catch us up. Let us know what happened with that. Yeah, so uh, Miss Williams, Queen Williams, if you will, um, had to call the New York Times after they erroneously printed uh, a photo of her. Um, so Serena Williams called out the New York Times Wednesday. paper published an article about her venture fund, but used a photo of Sister Venus. The story was about how Serena Williams raised $111 million for a new venture fund, Serena Ventures. Um, The incorrect photo did not appear in the online version of the story. Um, And let me just read you the title also. Uh, The title of the article was actually, Tennis Stars Venture Firm Has Raised $111 Million, and then proceeds to publish a photograph of Venus Williams. what Serena had to say was, no matter how far we come, we get reminded that it is not enough. This is why I raised $100 million for Serena uh, Serena Ventures to support the founders who are overlooked by ingrained systems, woefully unaware of, the, of their biases. Uh, because even I am overlooked, you better at NY Times. Um, the Times responded on Twitter saying, this was our mistake. It was an error due to an error when selecting photos for the print edition, and it did not appear online. A correction will appear in tomorrow's paper. So I'm going to need uh, New York Times and their non-apology uh, to go somewhere. Like, that's uh, number one, a tennis star. Like, we don't all know, like, the right. Serena Williams is. Rude. And People then have never watched a day of tennis, but they know who Serena Williams is. Exactly. And then going to use the wrong photograph. Now, I can tell that they're sisters, but to me, Venus and Serena do not look like they're very easily discernible um, with you. And then this was our mistake. No shit, Sherlock. Who else's mistake would it have been? 
Karina's for looking too similar right. to her sister. <laughs> so, I mean, and Serena is just, just carries on. I mean, it's kind of like a theme for the day, I guess. But, like, she has been disrespected throughout her entire professional career. They never want to give her her just due. They're always, you know, they have mocked Serena. They have called her a man. They have um, just just anything, any anything under the sun. That woman has been disrespected in so many ways, so many ways. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, what are y'all thoughts on that? Ready? This makes me think about that Australian magazine that drew her as if she was some type of gorilla uh, mm-hmm. some years back. And then, of course, everybody, you know, always talking about um, whether or not, like you said, she was a man or not. Um, what you call it, John McEnroe uh, talking reckless about her, saying she would never be able to meet, beat any male tennis player, which is like, okay, honey, um, even though nobody really remembers you in the halls of tennis anymore because of people like Federer and Agassi, but whatever. You know, I've gotten to a point where I'm almost numb when it comes to uh, these white people not knowing the difference between one black person and another. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Half the time, we don't know the difference between y'all either. Because uh, you just look like pale ghosts and smell like uh, bags of wet potato chips. Um, so it's fine. If y'all can't get our faces right, cool. But know this. Know this, my people. Uh, my my white cousins and white sisters and brothers. Um, there is going to come a time where you're not going to be able to have access to black culture. And I hope it's in the near future. Um and you're not going to be getting folks like Serena to sign endorsements for like Nike and Adidas and stuff like that because y'all just really don't know how to act. And honestly, honestly, y'all, New York Times, supposedly bastions of journalism, literally all it would have taken was a Google. Just one Google search, mm-hmm. Serena Williams, and you would have quickly identified. I don't know who y'all could have possibly hired New York Times that didn't know the difference between Serena and her sister. But not only does that person need to be fired, but so does the person who hired them. Because clearly, clearly, either you on some uh, Stevie Wonder shit you can't see, or you're just disrespectful and racist. All the more reason for you to also get fired. So, yeah, New York Times, um, whoever that was, y'all need to get them up out of there. And then you also need to issue a proper apology to Miss Williams uh, for the disrespect and total disregard of her legacy. No disrespect to Venus, because Venus has a legacy too, but there's a reason why it's called Serena Ventures. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here's my thing. As a former journalism student, I know for a fact that any article goes through several people before it goes to press. Uh-oh. Somebody should have caught that if Uh-oh. they cared to, which makes me wonder, was this done on purpose? Uh, listen, it's very possible. The media like, ain't fucking around. Was this, a, was this a ploy to try to just bring attention to your magazine? Was it an intentional disrespect to Serena like I don't know because it, it, it seems like someone would have caught that and have said hey you know there's Venus not Serena right right it, it's just weird you know what I mean like that's if, if I if I give it to Kirby 
Kirby gives it to Kaylee. Kaylee gives it to Jazzy. Jazzy gives it to Coco. And Coco says, all right, one of us should have caught. Any one of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I um, Serena, like you said, has been disrespected since the beginning of her career. Um, that has not slowed down. But at the same time, she never before in women's tennis or women's sports did you really hear such rhetoric um, about a woman being able to beat male counterparts. They don't play each other. Thank you. Period. You know, it, it, it's it's crazy that with Serena, the bar gets moved. Partially mm-hmm. because she's been able to move the bar. People have been so jealous of this woman. So mm-hmm. envious that they the only thing they can do is stoop to those levels. Serena don't have to beat no men in tennis. Just like none of the other women did. None of the men had to beat any women. So why would that be a conversation specifically for her. Because if that's the case, line all the men and women up and let them play each other. That's because they see uh, Serena as a freak of nature. Right. And they, and they want to try to figure out an explanation and in the process of doing so, insulting her and her existence and her humanity and her womanhood in the process. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. You know, just stand but... just stand in the in the in the in the in the sun rays of greatness and relax and enjoy it. Stop trying to critique it and figure it out. Just deal with what you're looking at, which is the empress of tennis. Yeah. I mean, no matter what they're doing, she's inspiring players, male and female alike, um, all around the world, um, to pick up rackets, do healthy activities, be great at something, train and give their all despite this. And, and people encouraging them to fail. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Williams sisters have done their thing. Um, Serena's definitely still fighting out there in the forefront. And we appreciate her. Absolutely. Shame on y'all. Absolutely. Shame on y'all. And let's not act like they haven't kept it. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Let's not like the, the Williams sisters have not kept women's tennis afloat and brought bank oh, yeah. and money to them without them they would be women's tennis would be in the in the y somewhere making 50k a year or something like that like Listen. they brought those eyes they brought that money mm-hmm. <laughs> they're paying yeah. your bills like all of yeah. that the I- ironically right yeah. ironically yeah so yeah respect that woman that you were right ironically the williams sisters did bring an entire new audience, an entire new energy and interest in women's tennis mm-hmm. because nobody was checking for y'all. Yep. Not, not, not mainstream. You know what I mean? It was, I like tennis. That's because my parents like tennis and played tennis and stuff. But that was the only reason that I was learning all them crazy foreign names. <laughs> um, you know, which, which to me is also funny because people at like they can't say our names. But if y'all can say all these Sharapovas and Dana Wubajits and <laughs> all of that, then you can say Shaniqua. I know you can say it. Thank you. Thank you know you. what I mean? You you just trying not to. Because them tennis names. Come on now, Nakatalova. Right. You <laughs> know what I mean? And then it be spelled. Uh, you be like, that's what that says? So if you can read and say that, I know you can say our names. Thank you. How your last yeah. name 13 letters long with one vowel? Th- there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Don Fiesi. 
but you but you struggling over San Quinita. Right. Come on. Spelled now. exactly the way it sounds. Yeah. Like, come on now. So yeah, I, I quit giving them a pass years ago on that because of that. But uh we were talking about shame. We're gonna move on because somebody should be shamed of themselves. It's Mr. Kanye West. Oh, no, I don't no. know everything going on with Kanye and Kim and that whole debacle, but Kaylee is gonna let us know what the fuck is going on with Ye. Um, now I can't answer that question, but I do have an article in front of me. Because that is yet to be determined. Kim Kardashian is furious. Kanye West made violent video featuring Pete Davidson, says Source. Um, in the video released this past Tuesday, the 44-year-old rapper kidnapped, tied up, and buried a claymation version of Kardashian's boyfriend, Pete Davidson. Um, and to the lyrics, quote, God saved me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That that lyric, I mean, it was a little funny. Not gonna lie. Did chuckle. <laughs> did chuckle. That is funny. Um, and an interesting, you know, way at looking at surviving a potentially life-threatening um, car crash. Um, so... I, I don't know what's going on with Kanye West. I don't think anyone knows what's going on with Kanye West. Kanye West don't know what going, what's going on with Kanye West. Um, I think there's different... This splinter to me in three different parts. Pete Davidson being the least, you know, uh, right. major focus. But um, I read an article where he said he found the video hysterical. Um, I don't know a lot about Pete Davidson. I've seen... I don't really watch SNL as a Black person. and You know, I, I just don't. Um right. But the few clips that I've seen with him and him being involved, he's not funny at all. So him to be hysterical makes sense because I don't understand his sense of humor. Um, now, moving home from him, Kim is a victim. Like, at this point, this is just ridiculous. Kanye West is harassing this woman. He's embarrassing not only himself, he's embarrassing her those kids when they get older and have to read back on these articles and see all the things that he has said. I mean, he is clearly losing his mind. Um, and I feel bad for her. Um, I do feel bad for her. Um, and, and I do not, I am no way, shape or form a Kardashian fan or a Kim Kardashian fan um, or a Jenner. And then none of them, no, I don't like any of them. Um, however, she is fairly unproblematic or non-problematic outside the black fishing, which she continues to do. And, that's a whole different conversation outside of that um that this woman does not deserve this she just doesn't and if anybody else was acting in this way in manner it would be viewed as threatening um scary harassment um and i mean at, at this point she could press charges if she wanted to i feel um, now, with Kanye West, it's not funny to me. You know, it's easy to shrug it off because he does have the billions, because, you know, he is saying, you know, God sent me from a crash to be somebody's ass. I mean, yeah, there are funny aspects to it, but he is in the middle of a mental cri mental health crisis. Oh. Um, oh, and people God. forget that bipolarism, I mean, mania is a major component of bipolarism, the narcissism, the self-grandeur, the, the delusions of grandeur, all of that, that is a part of mania. Um, and he just, I mean, he needs help. And I hope he really gets the help and treatment that he, he needs, um, that he stays away from Twitter um, and just and dating people who look exactly like his wife. Like, I don't know what is wrong with him, but I, I feel like he needs medication therapy and some self-reflection so those are my thoughts 
I am going to read some lyrics from a song off of his album, Yay, from a couple years ago. Literally, the name of the song is I Thought About Killing You. Mm. Beginning of the song starts as follows. The most beautiful thoughts are always besides the darkest. Today, I seriously thought about killing you. I contemplated premeditated murder, and I think about killing myself. And I love myself way more than I love you. So today I thought about killing you. Premeditated murder. You'd only care enough to kill somebody you love. The most beautiful thoughts are always beside the darkest. Oh, no. Is it meth? Right. <laughs> it sounded like that lady on meth. But, but, that's, but that's my point. Like, <laughs> this nigga is... He's not on the drugs he's supposed to be on. And he's on a, on a bunch of other drugs. Oh, my God. Like, he told y'all, and I'm not mistaken if it was on Yay or not, but he told y'all, I don't take my Lexapro, okay? Mm-hmm. I like feeling like Superman. I'm, I'm uh, The drugs that I'm supposed to be on dull my creative senses, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm just not here for it. Y'all, something I was thinking about, these white women not safe no more. <laughs> there used to be a time um, and maybe this is maybe this is the lineage of O.J. Simpson. No disrespect to Nicole Brown Simpson's family and to that uh, what is it, Ron Goldman, that other man that got caught up in the uh, rapture of O.J.'s love. Um, white women, y'all not safe no more. See, y'all didn't spend all these years uh, talking about I take your man because I got it like that. But y'all done took these men and found out that y'all got the same Negroes that we've been dealing with for hundreds of years. Crazy motherfuckers. Ooh. Um. And, you know, I don't believe Kim deserves any of the foolishness, but also you made it to four children, three of which, if I'm not mistaken, are by surrogate. Or is it two of them by surrogate? Two of them by surrogate. You managed to make it to four children and you knew this man was not well medicated. Mm-hmm. It looked like, no disrespect, I don't be trying to talk about the kids, but it looked like North about to be her daddy's, uh, her daddy's child. There's pepper in the milk over there, like Kimberly. Kimberly, I don't know what Kimberly middle name is. Kim Kardashian. Noel. Okay. Kimberly Noel. I'm talking to you, girl. You gotta stop. You done went, you done ran through, you done ran through about four black men. It was that producer man or manager man you first married that nobody ever talks about. Nobody even know you was with him. You ran through Reggie Bush. You ran through that light skinned basketball player. Before that, you ran through Ray J. Then you got Kanye. Now you with the dirty white boy who got a bad sense of humor. Kimberly, <laughs> take some time to yourself, okay? I know your mama be over there driving y'all the fuck crazy because she's trying to figure out how much more money she's going to make off y'all pussy. But please, <laughs> take a break, girl. You deserve to have some relaxation, some self-care. Five minutes to yourself, okay? You shouldn't have been messing with Kanye in the first place, and we could talk ad nauseum about the foolishness uh, with him disrespecting and dog walking Amber Rose to come get with you. And like I said, I'm not going to say you deserve this, but you did position yourself for the foolishness. So I don't know necessarily what you deserve, but I am seeing what you got. Okay? Mm-hmm. You ordered Eggs Benedict, and you wanted what you wanted running eggs. That's what you got. This little crack, this little crackhead is running around. Uh, dropping holiday sauce all over the property. I just, 
Take a break, Kimberly. Stop dealing with these men, folks. Focus on them four children that you got. Because like I said, North got that look in her eye just like Kanye do. And that's going to be a way bigger problem than you think it is than, and, and, than Kanye is right now when she get to be 16 and she's not on her Lexapro. Okay? Right. Well, and just imagine. I mean, if he's doing all of this in public, imagine what he was doing yeah. home and the terror that those kids... Oh, that's a stalking ass mother. I'm pretty sure he's a rapid fire text type. I know you see me calling. Pick up no, the but I mean before, like during when they were still together and how he yeah. probably was acted in the home with those kids and in front of those children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he's showing his whole asshole and he doesn't even care. <laughs> publicly. Absolutely. And has also in his songs openly admitted cheating on Kim. So it's just like, girl, yeah. you maybe it's not Kanye that needs therapy. Maybe you need therapy so you can recognize that these are toxic relationships that you're entering. And that you need to step away. And in particular, if you want to remain a, um, a healthy mother for your children and a healthy human being for yourself. I mean, so before they got together, she was definitely his obsession. Um, everyone around him said that he was obsessed with her. The sex tape with her and Ray J repeatedly. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember um, that. He didn't know how to pronounce her name. I remember that. Is it Kim Kardashian? He, he always about wait Kim Carter. yeah he even said it he I'm was, out he was, he was like I gotta see this Kim Carter John um, he said you know, she's a garnish hey this is before they were on TV and all this stuff like you know Kim Carter John and he finally met her said he was in love with her I said he was, he's been obsessed with her he is obsessed because he got he got and issues, y'all. He got that look in his One of eye. the worst things that could have happened, he got to marry and procreate with his obsession. Yeah. And it, it just furthered the 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 mental health crises that he's been in. Um because the 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 media and everything that went crazy with that and just added a whole nother level. Kaylee, I think she said something about him being manic. I think he's been manic for a long time. Yeah. And we 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 knew it. Kim knew it. Everybody else knew it. You married him. You had all these kids by him, which I think was totally irresponsible. Not to say anything bad about your children, but I'm just saying you pre- procreating right. with someone with that level of mental health issues, you have to consider, you know, the 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 risk of that being passed down to your children. Mm-hmm. And what their life is going to be like. I mean, your children are, are absolutely beautiful, but they could be crazy than a motherfucker, you know, in a few years. And are you prepared to deal with that? You can't deal with their daddy. How are you going to deal with four kids? True. That could potentially have the same type of issues as their dad. So if you couldn't deal with one, how are you going to deal with four? And you know, already know it was very, very bad before she filed for divorce. To make a Kardashian go back to what to go back to their white roots. Ah, absolutely, you know things were dire. Like she was like, "Oh no!" Absolutely, she, great. she <laughs> left him and got with a dude that looks like a fucking vampire. So we know this was serious. Pete, I think he definitely, as a comedian, he can laugh at like dark humor and stuff. So yeah, maybe it's not bothering him as much, but I think Kim has seen up front and close how dangerous the world gets and how people do evil things. Look at what happened to her in Paris. Mm-hmm. 
um, from being out there so much. So I think she understands how people's minds twist and the danger of putting that stuff out there, especially towards her and Pete and how that could get them hurt. Now, although I'm going to say Kanye calling Pete Skeet was funny. <laughs> I did laugh. That, that was funny. But in an isolated thing, if that was the only thing he did, you know, like called him Skeet with their friends and, you know, kind of like in a jealous or making fun of him type of way, that's one thing. But buying a house across the street, following them around. The other day there was an incident where he was dropping, well, he first went to go pick North up. And they stopped him at the gate and, you know, told him to wait there. Basically, you know, we'll bring her out to you. And he got mad that he couldn't go in the house to pick up his child. Um, and then when he think, now you don't see what happened the first time. No, he wants to go in when he drops her off and they stop him again. And, you know, let him know that's not going to happen. And he's like, you know, what we're not going to do is that because she got something she wants to show me in her room and all this. And I see a lot of guys, and this is what scares me about this whole thing. I see a lot of men defending Kanye's behavior. Mm. That's not right. Let him in. First of all, when you break up with somebody, you don't have unlimited access to just come in their house. And that's mm. something you got to tell the kid. Well, what about the kids? It fucked them kids, okay? Mm. They don't have to understand it's a new normal around here. Right. All right, part of your parents breaking up is just that you, you I'm not gonna be in your daddy's house and he's not gonna be in my house, and that's just what it's gonna be. And y'all gonna have to understand that these are new boundaries. So if you got something you want to show your daddy, take it with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, but no, or take a picture of it. Right, take a picture of it, take a video, show him like that. But no, you you're not gonna be doing all of that. You know, and, and Kanye knows that, but you're trying to find any excuse to get up in that lady's house and see what's going on mm -hmm. and, and, and intimidate and find some kind of thing. The thing about it, though, everybody does not have the money and access to security like the Kardashians do. Mm -hmm. So everyday Joe Schmo trying to come up, you know, and knock on his ex's door, that's nothing stopping him from doing that um there's no security saying no you can't go any further so, and all of that is not jokes i mean like you said no you think that was a joke that is a joke everything else that there's nothing funny about anything else that he is doing at no. all and he is serious as a heart attack when he talks about i want to get my family back and this and that. he's very serious he's not joking he's not laughing no he's not but he talks about them like possessions. Yeah, that's how he feels. They are possessions to him. They're pretty little things in his jewelry box. And now that they're gone, he wants them back. And somebody else got their hands on them. And he is dead ass freaking serious. And it is scary. And I actually dated someone before. I dated a couple guys who got a little weird like that. But one in particular, um, you know, he was leaving me all kind of crazy messages and stuff on my phone because I wouldn't answer and it is scary you know what I mean like when you think about what is someone willing to do mm -hmm. and how far they're willing to go and how nasty they're talking to you I can tell you right now Kim probably got all kind of crazy messages 
that she just saved in her phone from that man saying all kind of crazy stuff. And she's probably in between a rock and a hard place because for the sake of those children, she's trying not to call him out publicly. But I think this is getting to the point where Kim is going to have to start taking it to the next level and getting some kind of orders in place. And yeah. perhaps he should not be with those kids alone. And I don't want to put a man in a position where he can't see his children, but at the same time, you need to think about how your actions are going to have consequences because it makes people nervous about their safety as well. Like you just mm-hmm. you just talked about old crazy lady. You ever love somebody so so much that you just want to kill it? That's the weird the weird ass thought processes. We just had a man recently who um, shot and killed his daughter because he didn't want to pay child support. Oh my god! And then he tried to kill himself, but he lived. So I don't put shit past people. Folks is crazy, and I don't. I'm not a proponent of taking those kind of chances. Folks out here executing their kids like they a race dog or something or a horse. Yeah, like I don't want to take care. Of, I don't want to pay the child support. So, boom. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, Kim and Kanye ladies protect. Ladies, protect your wounds. Protect <laughs> yourself in your wounds and stop overlooking shit. Because, like I said in the beginning, we all knew what was going on with Kanye and Kim did too. But you got knocked up by him while you were still married to Chris Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Had Nor ended up marrying that man, having three more kids, and now you all twisted up in his twisted dark fantasy. No pun intended. Well, I mean, take take the billions of dollars out of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. You have a mentally ill man who has voiced homicidal and suicidal ideations. On, right. on wax. Like, this is not just in his little secret journal. Literally on his albums. Right. Made a whole video decapitating your new boyfriend and then sprinkling seeds in his head and growing roses, cutting them off and delivering them roses to your house. Right. That's what he did in the video. Okay. Girl, it, it's cause for concern to say the least, you know. And this is not about keeping a black man away from his kids, no, he's keeping That's himself right. away from his children, and he ruined his marriage and he's ruining his relationship with his his children. He has burned bridges with people in the music industry. He has done all of this. It's been Kanye, yay, whatever you want to call himself. It's been him who has failed to take accountability for his actions for several years, way too many years, way too long. And that was just, I don't know if it's mania, psychosis, or just the entitlement of it all, or just a, a horrible combination of all of it. But, I mean, I think that's what it is. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you can say well, all the crazy stuff you want to. If you broke <laughs> or you just got a regular nine to five and you showing up to work talking about, oh, yeah, my wife dreamt about killing her last night. Like, yeah, your ass is going to jail. Like, you can't function in regular society doing the stuff that Kanye West does. You can't. Nope. And I personally will just never forgive him because he made me feel bad for a Kardashian. <laughs> And that's just something I can never see myself doing in my lifetime. So, you know, for that, he will always be on my shit list because I don't feel bad for them girls and their family and all that. And now you got me sympathizing with Kim 
because you're doing all this, even though you know she knew what she was getting into, it's still not cool what you're doing. So fuck you, Kanye, for making me feel bad for them folks and for that girl. And it's because of the shit you doing. Absolutely. Speaking of people doing that. shit, Cardi B ain't since she ain't playing no games with Tosh K. Not at all. Um, so apparently Tasha was still talking and Cardi is not here for it. Kirby, what's going on with that? A month after winning a $4 million defamation verdict against YouTuber Tasha K, Cardi B is now asking a federal judge to permanently ban her from posting, quote, harmful and disgusting lies to the internet. The rapper sued Tasha K in 2019 for posting dozens of videos that contained shocking claims about her, including that she had contracted herpes. After a January trial that saw Cardi herself take the stand, a jury found that the YouTuber had legally defamed her. In a new filing on Thursday evening, Cardi asked the judge to impose a so-called permanent injunction a court ruling that will force Tasha to pull the defamatory uh, claims from the internet and ban her from reposting them. Quote, plaintiff filed this action because defendants refused to stop targeting her with harmful and disgusting lies, Cardi's attorney uh, attorney wrote. Quote, damages alone are inadequate to address the constant ongoing threat of defendants repeating the defamatory statements and defendants have uh, explicitly said that they will continue publishing the defamatory statements unless an injunction is issued the filing cited statements from tasha made both in videos and on the witness stand in which she said she would not permanently remove the videos about cardi unless she was forced to do so by a judge anticipating that tasha's attorneys will argue that such an injunction violates her first amendment rights cardi's attorney said that the blogger does not have a constitutional right to false and defamatory and defamatory speech they also said the injunction would narrowly uh would narrowly tailor uh, was narrowly tailored, covering only the false statements at issue uh, in the case and not all future speech. Cardi B, whose real name is Belkaliz Almanzar, sued Tasha K, whose real name is Latasha Kebby, um, over uh, what the rapper, rapper's lawyers are, uh, call, are calling a malicious campaign to hurt her reputation. One video cited in the lawsuit includes a statement that Cardi had done sex acts with beer bottles on effing stripper stages. Lord, Tasha K. Others said she had contracted herpes, uh, that she had been a prostitute, that she had cheated on her husband, and that she had done hard drugs. A trial kicked off on January 10th in Atlanta Federal Court, during which both women took the stand. Cardi testified that she felt suicidal in the wake of Kebby's videos and said that only an evil person could evil person could do that shit. Kebby initially admitted that she knowingly published lies about the rapper, but she later tried to walk back the statement when examined by her own attorneys. Eventually, jurors held Kebby legally liable liable on three separate claims from Cardi. Defamation, invasion of privacy through portrayal in a false light, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. They awarded the $1.25 million in general damages, $1.5 in punitive, and another $1.3 in legal fees incurred by Carby. Uh, by Cardi. Kebby is expected or Tasha K is expected to file an appeal uh, to Federal 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, but such a challenge has yet to be lodged. Um, yeah, Cardi's trying to get Tasha K up out of here permanently. Uh, what y'all think about that? Kaylee? I want to know who's backing Miss Tasha K because um, mm. I don't have four dollars to give somebody, okay. um, let alone four million, and keep talking. Like you, she got some cojones. Um, I don't know what Cardi B did to this woman. Um, I really don't, uh, and I'm curious to know, like, just what is her fixation um, with Cardi B? I, I really, I don't understand 
the story. Like, I understand, you know, clicks and all of that, but why? Um, so I find it all confusing. And also after judgments issued, why you keep running your mouth. Um, so I don't know if y'all have some more information to, to shed light on it, but I really, I'm, I'm confusion. Long story short, uh, Tasha Kay is a famous blogger. And um, she has been known to be salacious in the way in which she presents content. And in this instance, uh, she was taking some stories, rumors about uh, Cardi and running with them. Um, like I said, uh, talking about her having herpes and cheating on uh, cheating on that uh, on that raid uh, advertisement of a husband. Um, <laughs> she was, you know, it was a bunch of things that were said. And when Cardi called it a task, you know, she was acting up about it. And um, she got up on the stand and was very indignant. Uh, the few clips that I saw, very indignant about it, saying, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. And um, I, I think this is one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's one thing to be a gossip blogger. It's another thing to be out here really trying to dog somebody out. Um, everybody can't be Wendy Williams. Um, it's just, it's sometimes you got to know your limits. You just got to know your limits. And Tasha K this is not the only person that she's had some knockout drag outs with. This is just the first person that said, you know what? No, we, we going to court, honey. Like you're going to run a, you're going to run me a check for the foolishness. Oh, okay. So it's not just Cardi B. Mm-mm. Tasha oh. has, Tasha has drug a lot of folks. Through Tasha just went and took her ass to court. Yeah. Cause it, Cardi's breaking point was that her piece shit. Yeah. Like once yeah. she started doing that, that's where it's, it, it got her. And Tasha messed up in court. When she admitted that she knew it wasn't true, yeah, still posted it. I mean, I get all that, but I just understand after a four million, a, a four million dollar judgment against wasn't enough to make you stop. <clears throat> well, she did an interview, and she said, you know, basically, I ain't got it, I ain't got the money, <laughs> but that, that's why she got insurance, and that's why they are gonna go back and go back to court and fight, you know, having to pay that amount of money. And all of that. So yeah, you would think that in the midst of this, you would kind of clean up your act and stop talking shit, um, and humble yourself a little bit. But I guess that's just not her style. I don't know if it's ego. You know that whole you're not gonna tell me, you're not gonna beat me. But baby, I'm gonna need you to be smart because what you don't want to happen is you end up losing your opportunity to work in your field. Period. But what she means, she don't have the money, like. It's YouTubers out here with a hundred thousand followers that's making like 30, 40, 50 grand a month. Tasha mm -hmm. K has like a couple million followers. And you know, she's mm -hmm. lost a lot of them in the midst of this case. Like, what you I, you got the money, girl. <laughs> well, I mean, and you bring up a good point because a lot of black YouTubers do talk about that, about they how they have larger followings but don't make as much money. Um, they don't get the the uh, sponsorships. Things like that that other YouTubers may get with smaller followings. Mm. So that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and also, we don't know her expenses. So she may make a lot of money, but then what is going out to pay for her lifestyle or debt or things like that that she has going on? Um, so it's, it's kind of like that. And then what were her legal fees and everything that she has to pay now from this past... Um, and probably upcoming legal battle. Because the thing about it, she might have a little money, but Cardi's pockets is always going to be deeper. 
And one thing we know about people with a lot of money, they will keep your ass wrapped up in litigation because they know you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something like Dr. Dre. Use that tech. You know, he know his pockets way deeper than his wife. Baby, you can't afford to keep me in court. I mean, her pockets are his pockets. So I mean, you know what I mean. You, and, you, and yeah, and she she's lucky that he ended up having to pay her legal fees. But what if they ended up saying no, he doesn't? Yeah, then what you was gonna do? Well, to me, I just so, don't understand. It's like she needs to look at her business model or, or her. Yeah, like where are you going from this? Because you're now it seems personal because to me stepping into it i'm like what is your issue with this woman right and then you're not going to be able to be no one's going to sponsor you you're not going to get a tv deal because mm-hmm. you're a liability if you are out here just making up stuff willy-nilly exactly. you can't do that and that's my thing if i can't trust that what you're reporting is the truth or that you believe it to be true at least because you say you knew it was a lie and you still posted so to me, that's worth like if you really if you genuinely thought it was true and that your sources were, were good and ironclad and it turned out to be false, that's one thing. And then most people will come back and say that. But no, you knew the shit was untrue. You posted it anyway. That lady asked you several times to stop doing that and you refused to do it. You refused to remove it or retract it. And this is where you are. So now I don't trust you. I don't trust nothing you say because. I know that you will knowingly post something knowing that it is not true. So why would I go to your channel? Why would I go to you for news uh, about what's going on around in the media? I wouldn't. Yeah. Where she is. So why she's doing that, I don't know. I don't know I said, if it's ego, you know, and she's trying to save face or just do the whole, you're not going to tell me what to do. Or I don't know if she genuinely just doesn't see what she's doing is wrong. But she's going to end up losing her opportunity because she's built up this huge platform and she's going to lose it all if she doesn't make some changes. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Cardi B stole her boyfriend like in the seventh grade or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she's never moved on. Maybe. It's like a Lifetime movie, right? It's <laughs> yeah. taking Cardi way too long to remember her from the past. <laughs> it's all going to click and all the flashbacks of, oh my You know, God. one day she's going to be like, Linda, is that you? <laughs> From I Jefferson Middle? What? I've been waiting on you to remember me. You know, like some crazy <laughs> shit. That's that's a that's a lifetime movie for real. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. You're right. Maybe it was because this it seemed real deep. Instead of having instead of having to pay the lawsuit, they should make uh Tasha K go um do a freestyle battle with Cardi B. Oh Lord! Well, they both would probably lose at that. (laughs) (laughs) Our ghostwriters permitted. I'm just asking. Help us! Oh my God, Judge gonna dismiss the whole case. Right, both of y'all lose. Get out! Get out! Neither one of y'all have talent or skill. Out. (laughs) Dismiss. Oh my gosh! But I think Cardi B has an axe to grind. I think she is making a point. And I think, and again, you she probably saying what Kelly's saying. Are you still talking? Because she might have left that little million alone. Cardi might have left it alone, but since you still talking SHIT, then you know, all right, now I'm gonna really come for it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna really come for it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. This obviously ain't going nowhere because you don't double down on your shit. You're still talking. You say you're going back to court. 
we'll see. I hope you got some real good lawyers that know what they're doing and, and can advise you. Well, I'm going to just say this. At the bottom of the article, it says Cardi B is represented by Lisa F. Moore and William A. Pequeno of law firm Moore Pequeno LLC, as well as by Gary P. Adelman and Sarah Matz of Adelman Matz. Sasha K. is represented by Sadir Sabak and Olga Ismailova of Sabak and Ismailova. <laughs> so I'm just leaving it at that. I, I see a, I see a Pequeno and an Adelman on Cardi B's side. That's what uh-huh. I'm leaving it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just call this the new versus. Um, this will be a versus battle. They need to get it on Apple. We, we need to see inside the courtroom. Listen. So the, the day this litigation goes down, we, we can we can all watch live and see who's gonna win. We don't need who's a versus. We need celebrity death match. Like we legitimate. Yeah. Want to fight? And I want. I'm here for it. I don't. I'm not a fan of either one of them. I'd like to see that. All I'm trying to see is who's gonna win: latkes or vodka. Man. <laughs> what what happened to putting the gloves on and just getting in the ring though? Again, let's just be, let's just beat each other ass and go home. Right. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Lizzo is back, you guys. And okay. she is saying she is a body icon. Lizzo okay. said, I didn't choose the icon life. The body icon life chose me. All right. Um, she spoke to People Magazine recently and she explained how her parents taught her at a very young age how America treats black women, especially. Um, out treats women, especially, excuse me, how they treat black people, especially black women. That's what she said. And she said she saw very quickly how they treat fat people. Um, she said she wasn't supposed to make it this far. She wasn't supposed to be a millionaire, wasn't supposed to be a sex symbol, but I am. Um, she talked about stereotypes that black people play, the funny fat friend, uh, which she said she did that role in high school, or the friend is going to beat your ass because she's big. Or the big girl who's really insecure because she's big. She says she doesn't think she's the only kind of fat girl there is. And she wants fat women to be freed from the boxes that they have been put on. And she says she's here to blaze a trail. And that there was no Lizzo before there was a Lizzo. Um, Lizzo went on in the article to say, I have a really, I think I have a really hot body. Um, I'm a body icon and I'm embracing that more and more every day. She said, I may not be one person's ideal body type. Just like, say, Kim Kardashian, or should I say, Kardashian, might not be someone's ideal, but she's a body icon and has created a modern-day beauty standard. And what I'm doing is stepping into my confidence and my power to create my own beauty standard, and one day that will just be the standard. So that was basically what the article ended up being about, is her creating a new beauty standard. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think that Lizzo is creating a new beauty standard? Are you tired of her talking about, or people talking about her body and her weight uh, at this point? Or are you with her on this journey? Kirby? Um, I think I've said this before. Lizzo is not an OG fat girl. So like respectfully, disrespectfully, like girl, calm down. I love you. I love you. Tabitha Brown. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Lizzo needs to get a handle on her mental health before she 
tries to re-embark on this being the representative for fat girls journey. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm not saying she shouldn't be confident. I'm not saying any of those things, but you be on the internet crying um, and, and spinning in circles about your body. And then the next day you be talking about you a body icon girl. I need you to figure out who you want to be and how you want to be before you try to be the representative. Um, that's where I'm at with it. Okay, Kaylee. Um, I mean, I agree. I, I, she's a she's an icon. She definitely was making waves and moves. Um, I love that she empowers others and other um, definitely promotes a healthy lifestyle as far as like I think she's vegan or at least vegetarian and talks about yoga. That's all great. Um, what I disagree with is the analogy with Kim Kardashian when Kim Kardashian bought her body. Like, I really mm-hmm. have a problem with using that as an analogy when a European Western woman bought black features. That doesn't make any sense. So, not with her on that. Um, for me personally, I mean, I know she likes to be unclothed or barely clothed. I'm not into all that. I'm a very heterosexual woman. That's number one. I don't like seeing any of it. I don't follow Rihanna. I don't follow Lizzo. I don't follow B. I don't follow anybody. I don't follow anyone who's like out here just being naked on Instagram. It's not <laughs> for me personally. I don't want to see nobody's body. I don't like Rihanna's baby bump. That makes me uncomfortable because I don't like pregnant stomachs. Disgust me. Personal opinion, unpopular opinion, whatever. Fine. But I'm just saying, like, teach their own. But for me, I just scroll past or I unfollow. You know, I don't understand the vitriol that she gets from people uh, who are voluntarily on an app, who are voluntarily looking at her pictures. Um, but that's the nature of celebrity. Um, that's the nature of when you put yourself out there, you're going to get that. Not everyone's going to be in agreement. Um, and some people are going to type what they what, what they feel or, or you know, um, come at you in that way. So to me, um, I, I'm with Kirby. I think she needs to get healthier uh, mentally uh, because it shouldn't matter. So she can get to the point where it does not matter. Um, because you shouldn't have to tout what you are. I'm an icon. I'm this. No, you should just have self-confidence and self-respect and, and keep it pushing. And anybody who doesn't like it, you know, that's on them. Period. Mm-hmm. There it is. I mean, yeah, I think Lizzo definitely, um, something Kirby says all the time is choose your representatives. And um, I, I don't have any beef with Lizzo necessarily, but I, I do have concern because is that I, I just want to pick a side and stay on it. Um, I think that it's a tough position to be in to not be the quote-unquote standard of beauty, but be out there in the way that she is. But again, you chose to do it. So if you're choosing to do that and that's what come with it, I don't want to see you on here crying every other week because <laughs> folks picking at you. Right. Okay? We, we know that that's going to be something that but at the same time, I guess I can flip that coin and say I appreciate the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you showing that even somebody with quote unquote confidence um, in themselves can also have those moments where they're questioning, well, am I pretty? Am I nice? Am I, you know, all these things or am I what these people are telling me I am? I don't know. I'm not feeling as, as, as confident today or as strong. I guess everybody has days where they're, they're more or less um, of the things that they claim to be. Um, but I, I think it also can take away from her talent sometimes um, because Lizzo is extremely talented musically 
And I think more more people know her for that than her music. So that's the only thing that 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 um concerns me sometimes. But hey, either way, Lizzo's gonna keep making good music, giving great performances, and we'll watch her there. And I do agree with that Kim Kardashian thing. Um, Kim Kardashian did not set that standard of beauty. We did. Um, well, we done made it through the menu, you guys. We're at the bottom of the show. Y'all know what that means. It's time for uh, number one. I'm going to have Kirby remind everybody, what is our new book of the month? Did we choose one? Yes, we did. New book of the month is called Homegoing by Yag Yassi. Um, this is a New York Times notable book. Um, it is about Ghana in the 18th century to have sisters are born into different villages, each unaware of the other. One will marry an Englishman and lead a life of comfort in the palatial rooms of the Cape Coast castle. The other will be captured in a raid in her village, imprisoned in the very same castle and sold into slavery. It is also on one of, um, it is also one of Oprah's best books of the year and a Penn Hemingway award winner. Homegoing follows the parallel paths of these sisters and their descendants through eight generations from the Gold Coast to the plantations of Mississippi from the American Civil War. War to Jazz Age Harlem. Yagiase's extraordinary art um, novel eliminates slavery's troubled legacy, both for those who were taken and those who stayed, and shows how the memory of captivity has been inscribed on the soul of our nation. That was recommended by our none other than our Auntie Kaylee. Um, so we thank you for that, and that's going to be our book for the month of March. All right. Sounds good. Can't wait to get that. Um, in here on my bookshelf and in my hand so I can read it. All right. Sometimes we go get our food. We're excited to eat it. We get it home while we sit down in the restaurant, open it up, you take a bite, and you realize your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. We like to call them let goes. Anybody have any let goes this week? I didn't. I didn't have this. I don't, I don't have a specific one this week, no. Um, I'm letting go of these high ass food prices. Okay. Uh, okay. But I can't let it go because I, I kind of need to eat to survive. So. <laughs> <laughs> we tired of this high ass grocery bill. This shit is ridiculous. Like, it's like eighty nine dollars right now. It's like y'all really tax it. Not eighty nine. <laughs> I'm like eighty nine dollars for some wingettes. Goddamn. I just wanted exactly. to, I just wanted to eat good. That's all. So I guess we're going to be extra crispy or extra wet to the grocery. Right. Period. All right. Well, that's our let go. We letting go of these high ass grocery prices. I think we all can touch and agree on that. But sometimes we go to the function to cook out or whatnot. We got extra food. We like to wrap it up with some good old aluminum foil or in a to-go box. And that's what we like to call it. Our to-go box. Something for us to take home. You know, anybody got anything for the to-go box? Um, everybody this week, just know that you're enough. Um, you're more than enough. Um, and don't give, don't give yourself away for free. Okay. Uh, that'll be my, that would be my, my to go box for this week. You are enough and do not give yourself away for free. Amen. Um, I'll say same vein, just mental health. Take care of yourself. Take care yes. of your vegetables. Um, if you need therapy, don't be scared to open up and talk to someone. Don't be scared if you need medication to take it. Don't be scared to, you know, uh, just just get the help that you need and treat yourself um, to just a, to peace of mind. You only got one mind. So. Bottom line. I'm with it. All right. Some good things for us to eat on throughout the week. Thank you all for joining us, Kirby. Let them know where they can find us before we get out of here. 
on Instagram at extra crispy extra wet. Email us hello at extra crispy extra wet.com. Join us every Wednesday during active seasons uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Extra Wet Wednesdays. We want to hear your commentary. We want to see you get engaged. And we are open to all kinds of criticism, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We don't mind as long as you give us your time. We appreciate y'all. All right. Well, it's time for us to get up out of here. We'll see y'all Wednesday. Remember, new episodes every Monday go live. Wednesday, Extra Wet Wednesdays, IG Live with us. Thank y'all for joining us. Um, we almost done. We got two more episodes this season, so let's make them great. Um, you know, we like to keep it straight Atlanta, so we ain't gonna say goodbye. We just gonna say, I right, then, shout it.